0: Psalms chapter 92, verse 12 to 15. For those of you who have your notebooks, this is the time to write because the things the Lord is going to be saying this morning, like I said, is for you. Amen. Amen. Psalms 92, verse 12 to 15. If you have to use the table of contents to look for Psalms, I need to pray for you after service. I'm going to read from verse 12 right now. The Bible says the righteous will flourish like a palm tree. Amen. Oh, I thought somebody would say amen. amen. They will grow like the cedar of Lebanon. Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the court of our God. Amen. They will Still bear fruit in old age they will stay fresh and green, proclaiming the Lord is upright. He is my rock. There is no wickedness in him. Father, we give you praise this morning. We give you glory, Rock of Ages. We give you glory, King of Kings. We pray that let this word we are about to receive today sink deep in our spirits. May we be blessed, may we be challenged, and may we be transformed. In the glorious name of Jesus. Amen. 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 You may be seated. My wife was talking this uh, morning in the announcements about uh, Valentine's Day. And one of the things I want to fix, if I can, for the whole America is that Valentine's Day is not for women. It's for men and women. So as we plan towards you, plan towards us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Gender equality should be everywhere, not just when it comes to Valentine's Day. Amen. Amen. So as we plant towards you, plant towards us. But one of the things I was thinking about this morning is about flowers. Something, is, something wonders me, marvels me about flowers. You buy a woman a, bunch, a, a, a bundle of flowers that would decay in two or three days, and yet they are so pleased and they're so happy. And sometimes these flowers are very expensive. I bought my wife flowers for $60. And I'm thinking about $60, like if i send these $60 back to Cameroon, how you can change the life of somebody. But I have to buy her flowers that somebody cut from their garden just to show her that I love her. And when I buy those flowers, sometimes she puts them in a vase and put water in that in flowers. If it lasts too long for a week, the leaves begin to fall and everything decays. Then recently... A friend of hers gave her a flower, and that flower was like in a little bucket that was planted. So there was a possibility of watering the flower every morning to let it stay fresh. Then I was thinking this morning, and I'm asking my wife and every woman a question. Instead of buying you flowers every year or every now and then, how about we just plant you a flower behind the house? And every time I can just take I say, hey, baby. You see? how about I just plant you a flower to save cost? It's economica. How about that? Instead of buying things that would de- decay every time, decompose, how about just plant you a flower that you can see always and remind you that this is, this is my love for you, my continuous love for you. I want to talk to you this morning what I caption, the benefits of being planted. The benefits of being planted. Hallelujah. Amen. The benefit of being planted. In Psalms chapter 92, Psalms chapter 92, from verse 12, the Bible said, the righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like the cedar of Lebanon. Now when the Bible talks about the righteous in this context, when people think about righteousness, Now, if I ask you a question this morning, how many people are righteous in this house? Can you wave if you're righteous? Wave your hand if you know you're righteous. Mm -hmm. Now, some of you don't have the courage to put your hands up because you don't don't understand what is righteousness. There are three kinds of righteousness in the Bible, or two kinds, major kinds. The first kind of righteousness is what we call the imputed righteousness. When Jesus Christ died on the cross, he took your place. You were supposed to be the one to be crucified. You should have been killed. But Jesus Christ took your place. So when, when God is looking at you, God does not see you. God sees Jesus. Because Jesus took your place. Is somebody hearing me this morning? So by virtue of his death on the cross of covering, he made you righteous. That is imputed righteousness. So when I come before God, I am not coming because I'm qualified, because I'm able. I'm coming because Jesus has paid the price for me. Let me explain this to you further. If somebody had to take you to a fancy restaurant in D.C. that a plate of food is $150, and a person told you I'm going to pay for you, do you worry about the bill? No. Do you even worry about your order? Because the, the bill is on somebody else. When I'm coming before God, I am not coming because of the things I have done or the things I'm able to do. I am coming because somebody is going to pay for me. And that is what the blood of Jesus did when Jesus died on the cross of Calvary. So there is a righteousness that that has been credited to your account by the death of Jesus. Then there is imparted righteousness. What is imparted righteousness? So I do the things that I do that are good not to make me good. I do the things that I do because Jesus has made me good. Is somebody hearing me this morning? I am not trying to do right so I can be called right. I am not trying to stay away from sin so I can be a good person. I am not trying to love God so that I can be considered a righteous person. I am doing all the things that I'm doing because Jesus has made me right. Let me, let me bring this to you in practical terms. When a woman is pregnant, she doesn't make her stomach big to tell people that she's pregnant. It is not a big stomach that tells the people that she is pregnant or that makes her pregnant. The stomach is big because she is pregnant. The big stomach is the effect of the pregnancy. It doesn't make her pregnant. Meaning even if it doesn't show, she is still pregnant. Have you seen women that gave birth with no sign, nothing showing? They were pregnant and they they just looked like they gained weight and they gave birth. Because the baby is there regardless of whether she's showing or not. So even when I'm not able... To do right. There is still something that God has deposited inside of me that makes me right. Is somebody hearing me this morning? So when I say how many people are righteous, maybe you are thinking about the things you've done in the past, your errors, your mistakes, and you are not qualified. Nothing can qualify you in the presence of God. What qualifies you is the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. It is the blood of Jesus that qualifies you to come before God. So the Bible said, the righteous shall flourish. You are included tell your neighbor, it's talking about you. I say, tell your neighbor, it is talking about you. Amen. Amen. It says, the righteous will flourish. And it says, like the palm tree, they will grow like the cedar tree of Lebanon. Why does the Bible compare the righteous to palm trees and cedar trees? As I was doing my research about these two trees, I discovered that the cedar tree and the palm tree are distinguished among many other trees for several reasons. Number one, they have a deep root. They go deep into the soil. They have deep roots into the soil. The difference between the palm tree, the cedar tree, and all other trees is that when they are planted, nothing obstructs them from going deep into the soil. The other trees, if you plant them in a place where there are rocks or stones, they dry up because they are unable to go deep into the soil to get water supply. But the palm tree, Regardless of where you plant the palm tree, it will maneuver its way to where there is water. That is what the Bible says. The righteous will flourish like the palm tree. It means nothing can stop us, no matter where we are. Hallelujah. We maneuver our way deep into the soil. So we can tell if you are planted or not by your roots. We can tell if you are planted or not by your roots. Because... For those of you who come from agricultural environment there is a thing called nursery where we nurse plants in order to transplant them to where they were planted now the difference between the plants in the nursery and where they'll be planted is that we don't allow the plants in the nursery to go so deep into the roots because it becomes difficult to take them out once they begin to send their roots in the ground we transplant them so when somebody is not planted they don't allow their roots to go deep into the ground because they are not ready to plant themselves, or go deep into that place. So we know how deep you are, how planted you are by your roots. When you ask someone who claims to be a Christian, and say, what church do you attend? And they start saying, well, actually, you know you know they are not planted anywhere. They are, they are, they are like grass. They have no roots anywhere. What place do you fellowship where you see in 2005, well, they are not planted? Where you are planted is where your roots will go down. Number two, that makes the palm tree and the cedar tree different is that the ability to penetrate, like I said, they will penetrate all difficulties. They will penetrate the rocks. Even if there are other trees in the place with their roots extended, they will go across those roots and find their way into the ground to get water supply. Now, this also talks about people who don't want to get too involved. They don't want their roots go too deep in the ground. They want to get. They just test the grounds. They don't want to go too deep into the ground. I want you to ask your neighbour. What kind of tree are you? Are you are you planted? Are you a grass? Are you uh, what kind of what kind of tree are you? Ask your neighbour. Ask your neighbour. What kind of tree are you? What kind of tree are you, neighbour? Neighbour. What kind of tree are you? Then the second thing that they talk. The third thing that he talks about these trees is their variety. For example. There are more than 15 kinds of palm trees. When we Africans think about palm trees, we think about the palm trees that produce us oil. But there are 15 different kinds of palm trees. What does that mean to us as Christians? We can be different as Christians from different races, different colors, but yet we are all Christians. (coughs) Hallelujah. We can be tall, big, small, or whatever size, but we are still all Christians. So you don't have to be like me to be a Christian. You don't have to speak like me to be a Christian. You don't have to pray like me to be a Christian. We can be different, yet all still Christians. Hallelujah. The fourth thing is their resistance to decay. You can poke a palm tree and poke it all around. It will still continue growing. It doesn't die easily. But if you cut another tree half, the next thing you know, the tree starts to die. Some of us who come from Africa know that there is some maggots that people eat that come from palm tree, Even though... The maggot shows that the palm tree is decomposing, yet the leaves are still always very green. Because nothing affects the palm tree, it doesn't decompose easily. What does this apply to us as Christians? It is people that are not easily offended or easily influenced. We can go through tough circumstances, yet we are still green. We're still moving forward. When a man is not planted, they are easily offended. For example, if you're not planted, for example, in this church... And I say something now as a pastor, maybe next week you'll not be in church because you'll be offended by what I said. But when you are planted, nothing can move you. Hallelujah. Amen. Because I will have to uproot you from the ground to take you somewhere. But when you are not planted, they can just take you transferred because your roots were not in the ground. They are not easily influenced. They are not easily offended. They are not easily manipulated. They are people that have resistance. And the last thing about a palm tree and a cedar tree is their longevity. The palm tree can, can stay for over a century, over 100 years. There are trees that I grow up like in the Cameroon Development Corporation. The palm trees that I grow up, they're still dirty today, producing palms till today. They don't go anywhere, they have longevity. When a man is planted, they are stable, they're not easily moved. When you see somebody who moves from church to church, place to place, In five years, you've been to six churches. That tells something about you. You are not planted anywhere. When you are planted, you have longevity wherever you are. And in verse 13, it says that they are planted in the house of God. They flourish in the courts of our God. What makes the cedar tree different from all kinds of trees, like I said, is the ability to get water supply. As Christians, the place where our supply is guaranteed is the house of God. The place where our nutrition as Christians is guaranteed is the house of God. So your spiritual growth is directly proportional to the depth of your roots. Can I say that again? Your spiritual growth is directly proportional to the depth of your roots. Means if you are not rooted, you can't get supply. That is why some people may be in a church and it doesn't matter all the prayers they are praying, the things we are doing. They are not affected by anything because they don't have a root to the supply. They don't get water supply. They don't get get nourished by all the things going on in their house because they are not rooted. If you are not rooted, there is no way you can be supplied. We can pray all the prayer, fast, all the fasting. It will not affect you because your roots are not in a place where you can get supplied. Somebody hearing me this morning. How will God give you anything spiritual when you have no roots connecting you to the supply? Let me ask you a question. If you are not connected to the church and you are asking God to give you the the gifts of the Spirit, you are asking God to use you, where do you want God to use you? Where you are not committed to where God is supposed to use you. If you want God to bless you and you are not committed to where God wants you to use the blessing, where do you want God to bless you? To take the blessings out or to take it where? God will only bless you when he knows that it will be useful to the place where he wants you to use the blessing. Amen. Amen. If you are rooted, then your supply is guaranteed. It's unfortunate that we have a generation that wants a drive through Christianity. You know, we drive in McDonald's. We don't, we don't want to get into the restaurant, right? Because we don't want to worry about cleaning or sitting there and making a command and even tipping the waiters. So we go through the drive through and they just get what we want and drive away. There are people in this generation that want to get blessings in the drive through they don't want to be involved with the church, not committed to anything. They, they want to just drive through and get a prophecy, drive through and get a blessing, drive through and get a miracle without any commitment. But I came to tell you this morning, there is no way you are going to get the things you are looking for without commitment. Amen. Amen. There are people who don't go to church anymore. Their church is on YouTube and Facebook. Their pastors are on YouTube and Facebook. They follow these people on YouTube and Facebook, and they think they are Christians. But we have to understand that there is a there is a supply that you can only get if you are planted. Hallelujah! Ask somebody are you planted? Ask somebody are you planted? How do you know when somebody is planted? You know by their commitment. You know by their commitment. You know by their giving. You know by their service. You know by their fellowship. You know when they take it personal when the things of God become personal to them, when it becomes their business and their concern. Let me tell you this. One of the things we've been, we've been accused for as pastors for a long, long time, and I'm used to it, is that. When we appoint leaders in the church, sometimes, some people take it personal, and some have the nerve to confront me, me as a pastor. I've seen it many times. And they say, Pastor, this sister or this man has just been in church six months, and you made them elder or deacon. But I've been here since the day you started. And you did not recognize me. It's not about how long you've been in the church. It's about how committed you've been in the church. Is somebody here me this morning. It's not about how long you've been. How committed are you to the church? It's what makes the difference. You can be here from the days of Abraham. It doesn't mean anything if you're not committed. I told you last time when I was going to be ordained. As a pastor. The very first thing they asked me to bring. They asked me to bring my giving statements from my local church. They wanted to see if I'm committed in that church or not. They wanted to see if I'm a pastor who is committed to what I'm preaching. So I had to go to my church website, download my church giving statements, and bring it to them. That was the first thing they, they saw to see if I was qualified for ordination. So when we, are want, when we want to ordain leaders in this church, whether it's, whether it's deacons or elders or whatever, maybe associate pastors, What I'm going to require from you is your giving statements. Now we don't care about what you're giving or not, but if you are going to become a leader in this house, there is a requirement. It's for people that are planted and committed. Is somebody here me this morning, planted and committed. Hallelujah. Are you planted this morning? I said, are you planted? The Bible said they will bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green. Just like the palm tree planted and rooted, believers continually be, they are continuously fruitful because they know how to get supplies from the ground. Hallelujah. Amen. So if you have no fruits, it's because you have no roots. Let me say it again. If you have no fruits, it is because you have no roots. If you are not seeing your spiritual life prospering, it's because you have no roots. If you're not seeing yourself flourishing in the spirit, it's because you have no roots. Your fruits are determined by your roots. If you're not connected to the supply, you can bear no fruits. Some people had fruit in their early days. I remember those days when we gave our life to Christ. Zealous for the law. But after a certain period, some of the people that we started together all waxed away. Your roots will determine how far you can stay, how long you can stay green. Some people get small water supply like my wife's uh, flower vase. You know, the the flower has no roots. So because the stem of the flower is in the water, it stays fresh for some days. But after a certain period, it, it decays because it has no roots. But if you plant that same flower to the ground, it grows because there are roots to that flower in the ground. When people have no roots in Christ, they get zealous in the beginning. But after a certain period, they wax away because they are not planted anywhere. But I came to encourage you this morning. If you are going to stay green, stay fresh, stay revived, stay spiritual for the Lord, you have to be planted. Amen. You have to plant your roots deep. And verse 15, it says that they proclaim the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no wickedness in him. What does that mean? When you are rooted in the house of God, God will give you a voice. Let me say that again. When you are rooted in the house of God, God will give you a voice. Let me explain. You cannot speak about a church. You cannot brag about a church that you are not rooted in that church. When you see a, 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 a Christian who talks well about their church, brags about their church, it is because they are rooted in that church. That is where they can talk to people about the church. They can invite people to church because they are rooted in that church. Where you are not rooted anywhere else, you have no confidence to talk about the place because you are not rooted. For example, I, I can be quiet anywhere I go, but not quiet in my house because that is my house. That is where I am comfortable. I have a voice because this is my house. So when you see somebody who is uncomfortable in the house of God, it's because they have no roots in that house. So they can't talk about it, they can't brag about it because they have no roots in that place. When you are rooted in the house of God, God will give you a voice. You can't talk about Jesus if you have no roots in Jesus. You can't even evangelize if you have no connection to Jesus. It is when a man is rooted in God that he begins to talk about God, he can brag about God because they are planted in God. How rooted are you this morning? How rooted are you this morning? There are multiple benefits that we get by being planted in the house of God. But I can summarize all of them to one. All to one. Is that you'll be prosperous. Prosperity is the sum total of all the benefits that you get by being rooted in the house of God. In verse 12, it says they flourish. In verse 13, it says they will flourish. In verse 14, it says they will bear fruit and always stay green. Hallelujah. They will bear fruit and always stay green. Now, understand the meaning of true prosperity. When we talk about prosperity as believers, what comes to our minds is material acquisition. We have to drive big cars, live in big houses, wear good clothes, wear designer you know, artifacts. That's what we think. But prosperity in the eyes of God is the ability to be a blessing. You are blessed so you can be a blessing. When God begins to use you to change the lives of others, that is prosperity. If you have money and that the money is only beneficial to yourself, you are virtually poor by yourself. It is when the money that you have or the things that God has given to you begins to change the life of other people, that is when you're prosperous. That is true prosperity. So when you think about the prosperity that the Bible is talking about this morning, it's not about you driving some big cars and staying in a good house. It's about being a blessing to the house of God. Like we're talking this morning about Going to Malawi, we talk, we're dreaming of the day that somebody can walk to me after 7 and say, Pastor, I heard you talking about $20,000. I'll give you a check. That is prosperity. Amen. I'm going to pay for all those orphans in Malawi to go to school. That is prosperity. Amen. Now you driving a car with your, with your shade glasses and nobody can see you. Or in a house that nobody can even visit. You build a big house and you have security everywhere. What kind of pro- prosperity is that? That people cannot even visit you in your blessing. They have to call you and check up, make appointments to visit you. That is not prosperity. Prosperity is when the, the blessing that we have begins to change the lives of others. Hallelujah. We are influencing people with the blessing that God has given to us. So the Bible says that when we are rooted in the house of God, we become prosperous. We become prosperous. Let me give you these scriptures as we, as we you write this down. In 1 John chapter 1, verse 2. 3 John chapter 1, verse 2. In the New Living Translation, it says, Dear friend, I hope that all is well with you and that you are healthy in the body, even as you are strong in your spirit. In the King James Version, it says, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in good health, even as your soul is prospering. What is it saying? True prosperity is prosperity in the spirit and in the body. Amen. If you are prospering in the body and not in the spirit, You More money is increasing in your account, but your spiritual life is not changing. It's not prosperity. Your prayer life is going down, but your money is increasing. It's not prosperity. You're struggling to serve the Lord, but you're making more money at your job. It's not prosperity. True prosperity is when you're growing spiritually and growing physically. You get a bigger house, you get a bigger prayer life. You get a better car, you get a better fasting life. Everything about you is growing spiritually and physically. That is true prosperity. There are people that have all that money can offer, but they can't pray. They can't do nothing for God. True prosperity is a balance between the physical and the spiritual. Hallelujah. We have to distinguish between our efforts and prosperity. Let me ask you a question. Is Mike Zuckerberg a Christian? I'm asking you a question. Do you know if he's a Christian? Have you ever seen any posts about him on Facebook saying anything about Jesus? Does, does he have money? Yes. So, prosperity is not about money. Because if prosperity was about money, then we as Christians are deceiving ourselves because the richest people in the world are not Christians. So, prosperity is not about money, it's about influence. Hallelujah. It is the ability to influence people with what God has given to you. Amen. We have to prosper spiritually as we prosper physically. To those who are grounded, to those who are firm in the law, prosperity is an advantage. But to those who are not rooted, prosperity is a stumbling block. For example, if you have a heart for God, and God gives you money now, you think about the mission we're talking about in Malawi. But if your heart is not in God, and that money comes, suddenly a car that you never imagined will come to your mind to buy Or that designer shoe that you saw at that baby shower three years ago will come back to your mind. Because that is where your heart is. But when your heart is after God and God gives you the means, you will think about God. Hallelujah. Let me ask you a question. If God makes you a millionaire today, what will you do with the money? Your attitude will change. Pastor, I can't come to church anymore because I'm busy. I have these board meetings in D.C. I have to be in Delaware tomorrow. No time for God. But those who have their heart in God prosperity does not affect them in any way. I told a story about a pastor who went to South Korea to attend church growth conference in the world's biggest church in the world. So during the church service, the host pastor announced, if you are from any other nation and you need accommodation, after service, please come to the front and somebody is going to give you accommodation. So this pastor from Africa walks to the front and he saw this deacon who has been cleaning the church you know, serving at the altar. And then the deacon said, I'll be hosting you this evening. It's a privilege to have you, you know, lodge in my family. And the pastor went with the deacon out at the end of the service. Then the, man, the pastor noticed that the deacon had bodyguards outside the, the church. People opening the door for him and there was a convoy. He did not reconcile in his mind how a deacon who was cleaning the church has bodyguards out of the church. Because in our minds, when we grow big financially, we grow out of service. We no longer serve, people have to serve us. So it did not balance with his idea how this man had bodyguards out of the church, but in the church he was serving. And they drove, drove out of town and went to the outskirts of town. From the gate of a man's house to the man's actual house was like a three minutes drive. And they finally got to the house. There were waiters in aprons waiting to serve as if they were in the restaurant. And the pastor could not reconcile, who is this man? You have so much wealth and yet you are a deacon in the church.
1: And so while they were
0: eating, the man saw all, it's like a buffet in, in, in a dinner. And he was eating. And the man asked him, man of God, you're welcome to my house, make yourself comfortable. This is your home, feel free at home. Because he noticed that the pastor was like, am I being kidnapped for rituals or what is actually going on in this, in this place? And the man asked the pastor. Do you have Samsung products in your country? The man said, Hey, the Pastor, yeah, yeah, I have Samsung. I'm my TV is even Samsung. The man said, I am Samson. I'm the owner of the company called Samson. It is me who started Samsung. The owner of that company is a dick in that white cheers in the church. If God made to that same man in this church, would you think I'm shooting again? Be like, Pastor, I found a better church, you know. That church where I used to go is be- below my level. I found a church where people of my caliber. What, what, what is one reason why God should make you rich? Are you planted? Hallelujah. Amen. In Psalms chapter 1 verse 3, he says, He shall be like a tree that is planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth fruit in season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he does prospers. Talking about a man who trusts in the Lord. In Jeremiah chapter 17, Verse 7 to 8. I wish you are writing. It says, The blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. It says, There will be like a tree planted by water that sends its root by the streams. It does not fear when heat comes. It leaves are always green. It has no worries in the year of drought. It never fails to bear fruit. And lastly, in John chapter 14, John chapter 15, verse 4 to 5. It says, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Hallelujah. If you are planted in the house of God, I guarantee you, prosperity is coming your way. Hallelujah. Prosperity is coming your way. I'll tell you this as we close. I told you a story about a sister that was in the church. And the pastor was asking for money to roof the church. There was no roof in the church. The pastor kept announcing every Sunday, we need people to give towards the work of God so we can fix this house. Nobody was showing up. And one morning, the sister ran to the pastor and said, the pastor, please pray. If you don't pray, something bad is about to happen the pastor said, what are you talking about? He said, my bank is about to close. And according to the information, if I don't get my money out of that bank, it will close and I will, everything will be gone. And it, what was needed to roof the church in dollar equivalent was like $500 or $1,000 for example. One, 1, to roof the church. It's a local church. And the pastor said, how much are we talking about that you have in this bank, he said, we ha- I'm talking about 12 million. The pastor says, So you had 12 million in your account, and I've been singing from January till now about 1,000. You could not give 1,000. He said, Well, let us pray. Say, Father, we pray that we be done. The bank closed with the 12 million. Give me one reason why God should have prevented that money from being closed. He had no benefits to him. How are you a benefit to the house of God? Let me ask you, if you are not here today, In this house, what will you be remembered for? That you sat every Sunday and we saw your face. What is one thing we can remember you for? Whose life did you change? Who did you bless? Who did you influence? It is high time to plant yourself in the house of God. Hallelujah. I refuse to be grass. I want to be a tree in the house of God. Amen. Amen. Come stand on a feet. Are you planted? I'm asking this, are you planted in the house of God? Are you planted in the house of God? Or are you just observing? You no, know, like I was saying in the beginning, we have people who come to church, say, I'm just trying to fill that church. They have no roots. For one year, you are still trying to fill that church. And then before you go to the next year, I'm still, I'm still trying to fill that church. You keep feeling, feeling, filling. You are not planted anywhere. God wants you to be planted. Hallelujah. Because until you are planted, you cannot be a blessing to anybody. You cannot bear fruit. This morning may God grant us the grace to be planted in this house. In the name of Jesus.